Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast on the new YouTube ah, for such things. The first video. The first yes. one, the inaugural Yay. video. Yes, so welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast channel. We thought that this thing deserved its own little channel for long-form conversations and all things involving video games. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rachel Shackleton. All right. I'm Josh Brown. Hello. And we kind of thought just randomly, because I wanted to do a whole thing on upcoming summer games and all that type jazz, why not go back to everything that's come out this year so far and just celebrate how awesome the year's been so far? It's been pretty good. Yes. Yeah, it has. So we've got a top... T- we've got top five yes. each that we each don't know uh, what our games of the year are so far um, no doubt there'll be some clashes because there's been some brilliant <laughs> stuff um, but whichever the, the game is that's lower down on the list we'll not talk about it as much because whoever's got it higher up should then talk about it a bit more um, so I'm going to open with my number five which is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice get in the Scott now Telford. I can assume from those lovely reactions that you guys have Sekiro a little bit higher. Well, here's the thing. Top five. Five out of top five of the year. You yep. play everything. That's still a good score, yes, but it yes. is uh, it's low on my list. It's just because other things blew me away more. Now, we can talk about Sekiro more for, with you guys, um, but the reason I put it a bit further down is just because for me, I thought that it peaked way early. I thought it peaked with the Geneshiro fight, that you, which is one of the first major boss battles in it, um, and I was loving the progression to that point. I just thought that after that, for me, it just started to kind of fall apart and not be as focused. I know that's sad. You, um, I know you, it's blasphemy. Obviously, like, just going to preface this with, Scott did finish it. Yes. He did. So, I mean, even just fights like the Corrupted Monk, like mm. the Guardian Ape, you don't think that measured up to some of the stuff like the Shinobi Hunter when, stuff? The, when the Guardian Ape <laughs> picks up his head! He's got <laughs> the thing. So, I agree, though. The start of the game is really good at easing yes. you in. Then it does peak with Genichiro. I'm going to agree with that. Mm-hmm. But then the end of the game, the second half, is so different. I can't believe you didn't I like just didn't it. think it was as tight. There was something that I loved, and we talked about it on an earlier podcast. There was there's like a Metroidvania style progression to it where it's like you come against all these really hard bosses like the Shinobi Hunter with the spear um, and I forget the other bosses at the very beginning but there's always like oh Anobu or Ayobu the guy that you fight on the horse um, there's always these very specific abilities that you need to find or these specific items that you need to find that will let you tackle those bosses in a much easier way and everything started to slot together and I was like okay this like okay like this gameplay is literally you know combining with the challenge at hand and I feel really like I'm getting on top of it hey if I explore down this way I'll find a prosthetic thing and I can use this on this other person or whatever and I was like this design is brilliant it's the next evolution of Metroidvania it's not yeah. just finding items but you're modulating your gameplay and I loved all of that and then Genishiro was the ultimate test of that even down to wielding lightning to defeating him and I was like this is all I love this so much see I would, I would and it only went downhill from there I so. would disagree and say you're not ready for to, to see everything Sekiro has until that last boss because mm. oh my god we'll talk about oh that god, later. Yeah, I, I was slid in your DMs many a times to sort of argue <laughs> this point because yes, I, I think I, I agree with you in that the first 
half of Sekiro up until uh, Genichiro is, is doing exactly what you said, and you're building upon specific actions, specific combat styles. But then I love that after you've done all of that, it breaks off into something completely different. You're encouraged to experiment with different styles, mm. and like you attack people, you, uh, you're fighting people who demand different attack styles, and you are learning everything that you got before from specific encounters into these sort of diver- divergent, uh, dynamic um, new fights that sort of yeah. test your metal in a different way that isn't just, oh, you need this to do this. I think sense. for me, it ended up boiling down to once I'd mastered when to press uh, R1 or L1, sorry, for the for the blocks, that was kind of it. Um, but we can get back to this. We can, we can cover it again because it'll sure. come up again. Uh, Rich, what was your number five? Number five for me, I actually have put as Mortal Kombat 11. Oh! oh guys, I'm, I'm into very different games to you guys. Fighting games are but, not my strong suit, but I really did like Mortal Kombat 11. I've got it at home. It wasn't me that bought it. It was my, my Mike that bought it. So he's been playing it and enjoying it, and I've mm-hmm. been having a go here and there. And, oh my god, this game is beautiful, beautifully <laughs> horrific. Yes. Um, but it isn't at number five for me. That is fair. I think I'll, we will return to Mortal Kombat because I have a higher up. Okay. Josh, I have five. not played Mortal Kombat. Why so that not? is not on my list because exactly what Rach said, I right? I'm really bad at fighting games. I don't want to get my butt kicked. <laughs> and I your will. Face ripped right, off my face ripped off. Oh, yeah, my God. heart turned into dust. But the thing is, I love. I do love Mortal Kombat, even though I don't really. Um, I'm, well, I'm not good at fighting games. But I love Mortal Kombat, so I will eventually get it. I just can't justify it. Full price so at good. the moment. I know Mortal Kombat 10 was great. Mortal Kombat 9 was great. Uh-huh. And I will get this eventually. Good. But my number five is. Remember that? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, okay. Okay, because... Bit, bit higher on my list. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this might be the difference between me and you, Rich, because I am... I have never really been a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Uh, all of my friends have been. All of my girlfriends have been, weirdly enough. And yet... So I've, I've known this series through osmosis, and I've played, like, parts of it, but I've never properly been into it. So Kingdom mm. Hearts 3 was probably the worst jumping on point of all time, because I started it, yeah. and I had no idea what was going on. But that was... That was strangely fine. I didn't really mind so much. I was there for the worlds and the combat and the characters, and they more than sort of delivered for me. I thought it was just, it was such an easy game to love, and I expected to kind of slog through it because it is quite long, but every single time I jump into that game on like Sunday afternoons, after when I'm a bit hungover, I must admit, and it's just so colorful and lovely, and it plays so well, and I love all the powers in it, even though they do get a little bit repetitive, like getting onto that like pirate ship or whatever, or jumping into the little um, splash damage guns, or riding the rocket in Toy Story. It's just, it's awesome, and I think the worlds that they picked, for the most part, are really good. And for me, I'm rambling here, but for me, the... Uh, <laughs> number five, isn't it? Are you sure it's number yeah. five? <laughs> it's, the worlds that um, surprised me the most are the ones that I didn't expect to love. Like, one of my favorites is Tangled. I loved every oh, single part of the Tangled world. It was so good. And I love Tangled, but yeah. I was going into it expecting... I, mean, I, actually, I think I agree. I think I that's agree. Debate, I agree. That, that's a debate was better than for frozen. another day. Mm, yeah. Sure. Um, my favorite world was the Pirates World. Ah, it sure. was the insane. Yes, yeah. they are. Like, yeah, almost lifelike looking. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. I mean, Kingdom Hearts Three is just this giant explosion of you know Pixar Disney ephemera in the best way. Very obnoxious, and I will talk <laughs> more about this later because it's much higher up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Like jumping into it without ever having played any of the other ones, I'm glad it got so high on your list. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's the surprising thing. Maybe I don't know whether I would have loved it more had I played the other ones because I can imagine for like you yeah. guys there was this wealth of expectations it was sort of 13 years between main Rage games is, I know there was more it's but. like it's, it's to reach what Metal Gear is to me or Mortal Kombat right. is to me like right. I played the other two but I didn't know I still barely know what a nobody is or a heartless or a norded I was here for King Mickey you got norded I don't know people there's just terminologies left right and centre lots of capital letters lots, hearts yes, and lots of capital letters but um, we can get back to Kingdom Hearts in a bit sure. um, my number four is Resident Evil 2 
two. Oh, that's which... low for Resident oh, Evil. There's some tough competition this year. That's I mean, true. Take, take this. What? Pretend there's a knife there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't. I don't. Know, I don't know what yours is higher up, but I mean, maybe Resident Evil is higher up. Um, I still think Resident Evil Two is immaculate. Like pretty much as close as you can get to an immaculately crafted game in terms of there are zero bugs and glitches. I mean, I know people have like figured out ways to run across the sky of the map and get to the end <laughs> in five minutes. But for me, going through it the first time, I just thought it was immaculate. I thought all of the redesigns of the enemies and the creatures and Mr. X and the hunter, the liquors and everything, um, the tone in that game, the, the sheer like white knuckle terror in that thing is phenomenal. And I love what they do um, with the AI of Mr. X as well, where he's constantly pursuing you yes. around the whole mansion. You mansions. mean Adam Wilborn. <laughs> you mean Adam Wilborn, yes, which is an in-joke for the office that you won't get. But um, yeah, I just think that they, they pretty much nailed everything. And even the character redesigns, um, I still like the way that they look. I like that it's this kind of this bold, like fresh look for the new for the characters themselves. Um, give me RE3 in this exact engine. Yes, I'm here for that as well. sort of general feel. Um, but we can extrapolate that in a little bit more because you've clearly got it higher. It is higher. So, I have yeah. it higher also. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. okay. So, uh, Rachel, your number four, please. Uh, me? My number four? Mm. Oh, oh, you're going to love this one. I have absolutely adored this game. I didn't expect it. It can't be Mortal Kombat. It's Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh. It's so good. What's that it's, you got it higher than Mortal Kombat. It's so good. Is it? It really is. It okay. really is. Okay, sell so us good. on Yoshi's Crafted World. I think World. for me, I, I had a I had a sick day from work. I was not very well mm -hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I cracked on Yoshi's Crafted World, got <laughs> cuddled up in my bed and just uh -huh. sat and played my Switch, and it's honestly been the nicest surprise in a new Switch game that I've had mm. in ages. It's just lovely. It's um, it's very, very geared towards children. It does have, like, an easy mode and a co-op mode and that, but I stuck it on normal mode. Through. I did. So, um... It's just one of those games. Sometimes when you're busting your balls, playing Sekiro, mm -hmm. playing scary games like Razzy, you just need a really cute, nice, easy game where Yoshi can run around in a big boat costume <laughs> for a bit, just eating some Shy Guys, malemming. He eats the Shy Guys? He eats the Shy Guys, he turns them into eggs. Have you never played a Yoshi game? Yeah, but I don't remember eating Shy Guys. <laughs> maybe, they, <laughs> maybe they were always the Shy Guys that I was noshing this whole time. No. What is this? It I know. Is, it is really, really good. It's, you go around, you collect flowers, you use the flowers to make people happy. It's just pure <laughs> lovely times. Mm -hmm. I think you, you can't beat when Nintendo Magic is on form. Like yeah. there's just, it is it is like a, a childlike wonder, but they are like video games, Pixar or whatever. There is just something so magical to them. Um, Joshua number four, please. Um, so I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm <laughs> oh, I've memorized it, he says. I've got it here, yeah. Have you though? Oh, you're not gonna like this, Scott. I'm just remembering <laughs> what it is. It's Days Gone. That's fine, no, that's fine. Is it? Yeah, well, right. I, I, if we're going to do things you won't like, I almost swapped Sekiro for Days Gone. Interesting, so, really? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I Wait, go back and forward on it. That's outrageous, but is it Days Gone made it on my list because um, it does have a terrible, terrible opening. It and does. I remember messaging you, and I think maybe Ben Roy as well, in the first across the first hours of that game and just being like, man, this is a fire, it's a trash fire, it's bad. <laughs> why, do I keep, why do I keep crashing into the tree in the opening chase? The opening Everyone, chase is terrible. It is so bad. Oh, that's bad, that. Yeah. Like, but, but it does get better and it gets much better once you start getting into the story proper it takes a while but its identity starts coming through for me I, at first it just looks like any other open world um, zombie game and they are zombies even though they're called freakers uh, it, but once you do get into it a lot of its idiosyncrasies start to make sense and come to define it yeah. even you know things that on paper sound ridiculous like Deacon St. John's a character or his love of motorbikes why is everyone driving a motorbike in this world there are cars there I can see them I look them yet no one uses them but that I came to love that so much and yeah. I do think a lot of the things that 
uh, people initially didn't like about it, like the way your bike breaks down a lot and having to maintain it. For mm. me, that was such a huge draw because it feeds into that survival loop and that survival loop is yeah. so good. Yeah. And the I thing just, that I'll throw for Days Gone um, that I think it does that no one else has even done, like the thing that came close to is Evil Within 2, the idea yes. of open world horror. Um, because in Evil, in Evil Within 2, you had these sort of confined maps that you'd be exploring them in an open world yeah. setting. And so you just stumble upon certain set pieces, like a door will break open and something will come out or whatever. Yeah. But in, in uh, Days Gone, like, there are spawn points for the horde and like different bits where these zombie crowds will come running at you. But the tone and the, the sound design in that game is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like when you're coming over the crest of a hill, it'll match that with like the, the strings slowly rising yeah. and everything. Um, and then you'll just come across like a whole horde of like a few thousand of them or whatever um, go like just grazing, just walking along somewhere else. And you're like... <laughs> like a coot. It honestly reminds me a little bit of like Jurassic Park where they, uh, where they find all the... before they get... all the little bird men things run past them. I mean, you know exactly yeah. which bit I mean. I don't know what they're called. Oh yes, that bit. But all that stuff. And um, so for me, I actually... Yeah, I started to kind of fall in love with Days Gone as well. I do think it has a horrific intro. The first couple of hours are really, really it, bad. It does. And honestly, a lot of the flaws do continue into the game, but I can. There's enough there for me to love that I can sort of overlook them, even though, like a lot of the games on my list and on your guys' list, I've found that games this year at least they're too long for me. Right. And I know that sounds maybe potentially entitled and stuff, but yeah, it's like between even Sekiro went on a little bit too long for yeah. me when it got to the point where I thought it was wrapping <laughs> up. Stop it, no, I'm so sorry, Rich. That's high on my list, don't worry. 40 yeah. hours, but, mine was. <laughs> day, I, I was about 30 hours into Days Gone, and I thought the story was wrapping up. Yeah. And I've taught you before, but then it just threw me a new part of the map with a, a brand new set of characters, and I just thought, oh, this and is like strangely paced. Yeah, sort of yeah. resets it. Well, it was building up to something, and that payoff was so good, because mm-hmm. there are so great, some great story moments in this game, mm-hmm. and the performances are awesome, but the way it reset me at that point, and it was just kind of a bit of a slog afterwards. Yeah, I think um, I still think, think the industry is trying to figure out like the, the right length for like a story-based thing. Like Even like Red Dead, Red Dead 2, like the way that they kind of frame John's story at the very end is like a little bit yeah. too, too, a bit too long in that moment. I think they could have just released it as DLC or something. Um, but Days Gone still has a whole bunch to offer, and I, I still totally recommend that as just a different way to do horror. Um, my number three is Mortal Kombat 11, Ooh. which is where it should be, if not our number one. <laughs> <laughs> which is where it started and then I kind of knocked it a bit down only because the, the grind in that game even okay. though they have tweaked the living hell out of it they were totally in damage control mode after launch um, it still hasn't really resulted in like a really conducive addictive gameplay loop which it should because you've got so many items to unlock you've got so many cosmetics and all these different characters that you can you know give them different moves and everything That should, you should be able to drink that thing in as a lifelong fan of MK I should have loved every single second of that um, and they just they put too many different bits behind the random number generators they make it so that the crypt, um, which used to always house everything, yeah. is random now, and it's just like, well, I never know where I'm going to get I good stuff. I liked the random crypt, actually. Wow. I enjoyed it. It's a loot well. box. Like, it, I, oh, yeah, I with like your secure. I, I, I mean, it gives it a lot more longevity, and I've, I've definitely like played it literally every day, Like, yeah. I, and I drop into it. I think that's what they're going for, is they want it to be a staple of your gamer diet, like every that's single day. That's the thing, day. yeah. They've taken, a, they've taken a game, which literally, in my opinion, I would play for an hour and get bored of, and mm-hmm. they've given it some kind of you know longevity. In my mm-hmm. opinion, that's what they've done here. Oh, that's definitely yeah. what they've done. I think, um, contrasting to the old ones, it, it sticks out to me, because I want to I want to main my Scorpion, my Liu Kang, like whatever. I want to find a character and go get the best-looking stuff. I want True. some sick-ass shoulder pads, and I want to know where I'm going to get them, um, and they don't have that anymore. They have yeah, some okay. chests. It's, but, it's crazy yeah. to me that um, NetherRealm keep putting out these sort of really great uh, content sort of packed uh, fighters mm. between Mortal Kombat and um, Injustice, mm-hmm. and yet what's happened to like the rest, all the other fighting games? Because they, <laughs> they do, they are still um, coming out. You got Dragon Ball Fighters, you got Guilty Gear. But I'd argue Street the content... Kind of pooped itself. Yeah, yeah. I'd argue the content in all of these games aren't to like, the same level. In, in Mortal Kombat, you've got this like robust story mode, you've got like this online suite, and then you've got like, the Living Towers, and yes, they are 
yeah. grindy, but there's uh, so much value in there, I find. Yes. Well, I think that's, that, that's what they're building. I mean, like, who knows how many years away MK12 is? So it's like they've clearly built something that's, that's meant to have legs. Um, and I kind of, in the review, I kind of said that, like, if that's what they're going for, they have succeeded in making something that will literally take hundreds of hours to get everything on, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, dish. Um, but it does kind of get in the way sometimes of the fandom because it gets in the way of you just wanting to main a character and, and spec them out and unlock everything and all that kind of thing. Yes. But I will say that the story is phenomenal, the best <laughs> one they've done so far. I love how bold it is. They, so exciting. They, like, remix so many characters that, like, you know, they, they kill people people off that have been there since the beginning they like remix the different roles in the world um, the state of the world the state of the MK law and the world by the end of the story is in a fundamentally completely new place and I love that stuff let me ask you a question bring it if this had Shaolin monks <laughs> Shaolin monks Shaolin monks Shaolin is a extra mode would it be number one a remaster oh, of it uh, if that was added on do you mean if they just dropped the make original PS2 in there yeah <laughs> if they did a Tekken 5 and included the old classic game as a menu option which they should Ed Boon then yes it would be a little bit higher but I don't think that that wouldn't affect the core the, the reasons I knock it down because it's so immaculate are the grind <laughs> elements all I'm saying is Ed, your head all, all I'm saying is Ed Boon if you want this game to be on <laughs> to be our number one at the end of the year add in Shaolin Monks. Maybe you should. I mean, that's the last point on that. They did initially have a rework, a remaster in the works for um, the original trilogy, which they can't. Um, but just take this graphics tech and do Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. Just do that. It'll sell loads. It'll play brilliant. Just do it. Just All do it. One. Just do life. it. So yes, Rach, your number three, please. <laughs> I was going to say, I want animalities. I also want animalities, babalities, whatever you want. Friendships. Babalities, yes. Uh, my number three was Resident Evil 2's remake. Good. Yeah, um, it was just spectacular. It was a game that came out of nowhere for well, not out of nowhere for me, but a game that I was like, oh, I'll get it one day, but I'm not pre-ordering it. I'm not going to play it on launch day. Oh my God, I played that <laughs> demo and ordered it right after I How finished the demo. demo. It was really, really good. And mm-hmm. that, this is something I'd love to see games doing a lot more in the future is playable demos yeah. um, with cheeky little bits at the end that say, hey, click here to pre-order the game. <laughs> I don't mind that. I really like that because it mm-hmm. does work. And it introduced me to this game that I, I had no idea I was going to love so much. Mm-hmm. I have a love-hate relationship with horror where okay. I, I think I like it but it also kind of keeps me up at night <laughs> uh, a little bit as well and Resi 2 was that I have um, I mean everyone dreams of getting chased yeah. Or, or rather, has nightmares right, of okay, getting chased. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was just one big nightmare for me. Like, I, like it's it's because I've got quite good like surround sound headset, mm-hmm. and uh, just hearing Mr. X. <sighs> Did you hear the footsteps over there? Like, I love you at my five o'clock, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh boy. There's um, the, they, the way that they code him as well, because they um, at the secret to it is that there's multiple Mr. X's in the police what? precinct. My immersion. I know, but you wouldn't. But the way that they do it, it's kind of like alien isolation. There's multiple aliens at, at any given time, but the way that they bring it together is. Like, like such a, you never know exactly where he is, but you can always kind of hear him. Um, and then obviously they give you some safe zones, like the the areas where you can get your safe like, zones. And then he comes into <laughs> well, he leans oh. in, but he doesn't actually come all the way in. Hello. Hello. He, he came into my safe space. That it was the the first like main big room in the police station. Mm-hmm. He he comes in there later on, and it oh he comes in that one scared yeah. the butts yeah. out from there. <laughs> it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data. And a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love Mr. X, not only as a mechanic and a system, but as a person. I love his little look, little his look. dinky little hat. Yeah. I just, I like him, and I, I, I he, got a, he got a tragic end, didn't he? I wish, I wish I he was just... tragic. Well, it is. I mean, the, the, the history of him in the law is that he's this, like, super secret agent who they give a whole bunch of different files and injections to, yeah. so they can go undercover anywhere, and he's like, what am I, what's my universal global disguise? A trench coat and a hat, and I'm also eight foot tall. Why is that I'm not the gray. best thing? Yeah. It's the best thing. No, it is the best thing. I love that in Resident Evil law, that means he's Invisible. Let him retire. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He can walk in and kill Cersei at this point. Yeah, whatever, yeah, he whatever he needs to do. Oh, I want to see Mr. X fight the mountain, but that's a <laughs> completely different podcast. That it's a good, it's a good scenario, though. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Josh, what is your number three? Uh, mine is Metro Exodus. Oh, hey, did that even make it on you? That was my number ten, but I really like ten. Five, that's so outrageous. Sliced it down. Yes, this is good. Another game that makes a pretty bad first impression, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But once it opens up, um, it is it's great. I think I've loved all of the other Metro games. And I think this takes it open world. Um, in a really good way I mm-hmm. think um, it's not for everyone it's very slow and methodical and it is very clunky and it, it takes a lot to love mm. but I think for me there was I, w- I just loved living in that world as horrible and as desolate and as grey as it was Yeah, surviving in that world just like Days Gone in a very similar way it just provided a great and compelling loop for me to constantly jump into and mm-hmm. I felt like the people who I was surviving with like your band of people mm-hmm. it was just I, I loved all of them by the yeah. end and I didn't think I was going to I but think, I did um, that, there's a thing that like um, obviously ever since Gears of War did the active reload where you, you tap R1 again to like get the timing right like manually reloading weapons are like yeah. something that can get in the way of the flow but in um, Metro like you've got these like really clacking like cobbled together like pipe work rifles and you're sort of like grabbing a bit of it and cranking it to get your bullets back mm-hmm. in and stuff and that in the middle of a firefight or like shaking the sand out of it so you can get the final shot off like that really like contributes to it a lot your guns um, are practically made out 
that was sticky tape on this yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like they just tape and like goodwill yeah. and it's just like but that like yeah it kind of contributes to it a lot and then when you're like just hunkering down in some random factory and there's like seven dudes trying to find you and they're all talking to each other because they yeah. think they know where you are yeah. and you're just standing there going like well I hope I can get them with my makeshift yeah. weird sellotape yeah. pistol I and admit like cool. Exodus and the whole Metro series in in, in, in general has mm-hmm. passed me by but mm-hmm. like you're selling me on it like it, Exodus is a different one it is yeah like well, the um, thing is though just on your touching on um, you saying it has a really poor opening and Days Gone had a really poor mm-hmm. opening I wonder if there's something in that like maybe that's why these games didn't blow up as much as they maybe should have maybe, because maybe, yeah. they take a lot of commitment for me I think that Days Gone is, is objectively like a, a very bad intro whereas I would say Exodus is just kind of slow and oh, they, slow, repeat, yeah, yeah. they repeat a lot of the beats from Last Light like as a trilogy ender yeah. or whatever it's not Got solid um, but yeah. I think a lot of problems across both of those games is that they're just because they're so big they're both these big um, open worlds mm. like sort of small survival horror games there's a lot of preamble that they need to sort of get out the way both from a thematic narrative standpoint as well as a systemic and uh, mechanical standpoint you need to establish these bases before you can be like okay he's the, the world go explore go do your thing in that getting there is often not as elegant as it should be yeah, especially like when, when you look at a game like Dead Space 2 which is a very linear single player focused game mm-hmm. that has such an awesome opening but I can't really remember you probably going to correct me here but I can't remember an open world a big open world game in recent memory that has a opening that just kicks you in the gut and is like right we're going to go from here Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> you, you know what even that not for me no? even that not oh, for I me I love that character for I don't know about kicking you in the gut right but, oh um, I was crying really yeah I think I think, I think Horizon I was crying Zero is like, died, like gorgeous See, I think from like a, sto- like a story perspective I think it works but yeah. when even in Horizon Zero Dawn I remember being like right now I need to w- crouch through the bushes and go <laughs> okay, stealth right, around yeah, it's yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Ah. Yeah. I don't know how much tall grass every developer wants to put in every game um, so for my number two um, this came out of nowhere just last week uh, Katana Zero oh, um, which hmm. I've been playing now um, it's number just, two number Scott. two I absolutely adore it it's um, it's this futurescape thing it's set in a cyberpunk city but the the things that they do basically it plays like a side scroller it's kind of like a side scrolling hotline Miami um, oh the, well then there you go <laughs> but it's, it does so many really cool things though like you play as this dude who's just dressed in like a robe like a like a, um, like a shinobi's robe kind of thing he's got his big sword but he still lives in the big city um, and you sort of do this whole thing where you're, you're taking on different thugs and gangsters on this side scrolling um, you know like the way that you're playing it um, but you have all this constant narration you have these people ringing you and just being like oh you know talk, like you know, make sure you take out your target and do whatever it has a really cool dialogue system where you can interrupt anyone that's talking to you and that'll, that'll determine different endings and the way that people respond to you across the story it's cool. um, which is a nice way to sort of like keep you engaged in the dialogue side of it but you have multiple prompts too um, but it's the way that they drip feed the story because you never really know what you're doing or why you're doing it um, and the, the, the way that that rolls out and the way that you have agency and asking different characters like why am I here why am I this like super powered ronin mm-hmm. ninja thing in the middle of the cyberpunk city um, the reality of that is really really well done um, it's kind of baked into um, some really great 90s video game references that I just beamed at um, but you've got the, it's it's the feel of the whole thing because it, it, the mechanics are so tight like it's already a side scroller and it's a pixel based side scroller so you've kind of got like really tight platforming but the gameplay has you just press L and you can kind of like slow the world down to a crawl as the color palette switches to like a neon color palette um, and so you're like lopping heads off and cutting through dudes in like super slow motion and then everything kicks back in and you've got this like synthwave soundtrack behind it so all those beats slow right down and then you're right back into it again um, and the dude that you play as he has a little tape recorder on him so like when he starts he clicks the button on the synthwave kicks in he does his oh, thing Guardians slices style. everyone down and he clicks his little tape recorder off again as soon as you said synthwave I was like that's why it's number two that's baby. why it's number two I mean I think I, I objectively hold it up I think it's incredibly yeah. tight and the story is brilliant it's the first part of a potential trilogy 
trilogy or at least um, a second half because um, it ends on a hell of a cliffhanger um, but the way that everything is threaded together it's also made by one dude uh, Justin someone I forget his surname um, but it's just it's such an achievement and it does so many really cool things with narrative in what could be just a basic arcade side scroller that um, I recommend it to literally everyone I think it's gorgeous and every single bit of it is just lovable I am oh. sold and that, that, that the narrative sort of progression is kind of what I wanted the original Hotline Miami to do right, you know what I mean right. like I wish I had more agency in that story and like yes. the idea that you don't know what's going on or you why who you are uh, who you are uh-huh. why you are who you are well what this, you're doing. like you're you're getting your missions from and um, you have therapy sessions so you're sitting down with a guy who's analyzing your psyche and like oh you're killing people and oh why did you go why did you kill this extra people? we didn't ask you to kill this person what are you doing and then at the end of those therapy sessions he either he gets more annoyed with you or he gives you a new dossier and he's like okay this time prove yourself do the thing i'm asking you to do but you have agency in that mm-hmm. and then you have agency in those conversations and um and yeah everything comes full circle towards the end they leave some questions open but i i love the ride that thing takes you on i think it's phenomenal you've sold it number two rage <laughs> Oh, God, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> oh, oh, Kingdom Hearts is Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 3, for me, this was... Um, I am not the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan, but I would call myself maybe like... Uh, I'm definitely above lukewarm. I'm a, I'm a fan. You know what's going on. Considering I'm how much fan. you bounced off the ceiling when it initially got announced and then the thing when, they, when you got the early copy and stuff, I'd say you're a bit of a fan. It's quite a scary thing to look into the face of the internet and say, I am a massive <laughs> Kingdom Hearts fan. They'll be like, okay, who is who is this? And what did they do? That? Anyway, okay, so it's a massive fan. And people are all very passionate about it. So mm-hmm. I introduced myself as a, a fan. A fan. <laughs> okay. there's, there's, there's plenty of armies willing to hold you up and also say we are also big fans. The thing of is, the thing. I um I have played uh, personally played Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts two, a little bit of Chain of Heart of, of Chain of Memories, and tons of the mobile game because I love Dream that. Drop thing. distance. I didn't play Dream Drop distance. Okay. Is that I real? Have, yes. Okay. So it's two point eight. <laughs> Well, 2.8 is a collection, but never mind. Yeah. I did pop, um, sorry, Reg. I did pop when you got Kingdom Hearts 2.9, I think, at the opening of 3. Yeah, that so was, that was there was a reason for that. Yes. But, um, yeah, so I've played, like, the bare bones, basically, and then I've watched a lot of people playing it on YouTube and streaming mm-hmm. it on Twitch. Um, so I went into Kingdom Hearts 3, a uh, d- d- decent fan. I cried so much playing this game. I can only imagine what people who are like well into it were like. It was the culmination. There was so much fan service in this game. Lots of little hints and like, oh, hey, you know that thing that was in that one game that you probably never played here? Here's a resolution to that. And it was just lovely. Like it was fan service, the game. Mm-hmm. Basically. And then, uh, so we have our three main characters, you know, obviously Sora, yep. Donald, and Goofy. And then they meet up with uh, the three main characters from Birth by Sleep. And then they meet up with the three main characters from 358 Days Over 2. And it, we all fight together at the end, and it's just amazing. That's another thing to quickly it's point amazing. out. It's amazing. There's a one called literally King Hearts 358 slash two, like, a, like a fraction. <laughs> 358 Days Over 2. I like yeah, that. That's just, good. You know, because why not be the most banter game ever? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. what's your number two, Mr. Josh? It is um, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I like Sekiro being a number two. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I don't know if I do, but I it, know. It's, it's pretty good. Why'd you put it number two? Um, well, because I because this is, a, this is a From Software game, I actually didn't follow it that much in the run-up to launch. I was like, I'm going to buy it. I uh, I, I, I I know that, so I don't really need to get too invested into mm. it. And I still didn't expect what it actually was, because from what I'd heard before, it was going to be a sort of more accessible, more mainstream kind of version of the games that they made before. But it was so difficult and so <laughs> unique in the way it made you approach combat. Yeah. Like everything I, I had to learn so much. I found this to be the most difficult from game that I've played since the original Dark Souls because I had I to learn absolutely. everything. It's also the cheapest. 
Oh, I disagree. I'm not gonna. But I disagree. Basically, what I'm saying is they punish you if if you're not keeping up with that that new mentality. Yes, yes, your party's right. Otherwise, your life bar is gone. Yeah, I I just love the entire sort of (laughs) aesthetic of it as well. I love the world and the law and kind of everything that's going on. I thought it was so originally so spooky and so cool. I remember the the first night playing it. I played about five hours in like one sitting, and I remember getting the dragon rocks. I kept dying over and over again, and I remember having to like think do I just restart the whole game what does this mean you know I think a lot of people did and I I loved that sort of mystery to it it's one of the first um, from games I've actually played day like day one at launch so right. I didn't have sort of a guide to look up because normally the, the horrifying reality of yeah. playing it before launch when yeah, you bet. get stuck and you're just like oh, there's literally nowhere to go there's yeah. no, no I, I think that is honestly the best way to play these yes. games because part of the fun is in the exploration in making mistakes yeah. mm-hmm. and learning how Definitely. not to do them in future absolutely because mm-hmm. normally in the other games um, I will I will do a, do an area or do like a level or something completely blind and then I'll go to a guide to see what I've missed yes. right. because I, I usually don't play games more than once so I, I want to get like as much as possible out of the experience mm-hmm. so I like to go through kind of blind but then I don't want to also miss anything yeah. yeah so I like to have like a bit of a mix and mix but with Sekiro it was virtually entirely blind and there's I did love it as well um, it's uh, I mean we've only got a few minutes left and stuff but there's a bit about halfway through Sekiro when you the first time you really get on top of the combat when you feel in control of it because I remember at the beginning we talked loads about how it's like it's really intimidating and it's like yeah. really brazenly like no you will learn this or we'll flatten you and then when you finally get used to that that feels so empowering and you just start walking through those environments just taking on the guys that initially caused you like harm or problems at the very beginning just cutting through that entire Harada estate in like three seconds and just being like this thing formerly took me three hours mm-hmm. and a lot of crying but now I'm completely fine and so I think that because they're so harsh with it that gives you such a great sense of reward that unfolds across the whole story um, yeah I just I'm not going to say any more negatives about Sekiro <laughs> because it should be at the top I think it's too long though that's all I'm going to say I would also it's say too it. long it is too long. Sorry. It's not long enough, baby. Uh, <laughs> but yes, well, for now, uh, my number one is Devil May Cry 5, which oh, I think only I have played. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I played two hours of with it. We did. We played a stream. It was stream, a good time. Yeah. Um, for me, DMC 5 is the, the sequel that we the fans always wanted like, in, in terms of the old school Dante-loving fans. And it's just Capcom have, have long been some of the masters of action in gaming anyway. Um, and it's just the way that DMC 5 plays is easily the best third-person action ever. It like, is it's bonkers. Just, yeah, and it's, just, it's so fluid and sublime and everything chains together beautifully all the animations, all the different animation priorities. You can dodge whenever you need to. You can kick off the walls. You can, you know, fly through midair with your twin pistols and then come crashing down <laughs> with your weird motorbike that's also a set of gloves. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And it's just, they go they go completely, like, balls to the wall and whatever, and they do it in the best, most confident way. Um, the soundtrack's great. The characterizations are brilliant. I love that they brought back old-school Dante. Um, even though, in time, I've gone back to 2013 Dante, and I don't even hate him anymore. I don't even like <laughs> him anymore. He's fine. Um, but I like that they went old-school Dante, and they found a way to sort of bring him in. Um, they do some great stuff with the law, they tie some characters together. Um, I just had an absolute blast with it. The the only knock against it is I don't like that your main villain is a giant tree. And so you I thought he was a giant tree, uh, cheer. He's a big lad, but um, there's also a giant evil Unit. tree. And so like most <laughs> of the campaign is like, hey, there's some roots. Do you want to go clear out some roots? And you clear out a lot of roots. And I'm like, I want more character stuff because the character <laughs> stuff is phenomenal. Um, and they do get there and the highs are just, just godly, especially towards the end. Um, but yeah, mine would be DMC5. I think that thing is absolutely sublime. Nice. Fantastic. Ms. Rich? Oh, mine's a Sekiro, without a doubt. Nice. Sekiro is my game of the year every year. I went from... <laughs> <laughs> from now and from. I went from uh, just being like so not bothered about it because it wasn't Bloodborne 2 when it was released. Oh, God, everybody and, um, used it. That's I was like, so yeah. salty. I was like, don't care. Don't want to be a shinobi. Oh, my God, I am a shinobi and I love it so much. <laughs> I, I like Just like Josh was saying, I love everything about the world. I loved... Um, 
it had the Dark Souls Bloodborne style of piecing the story together yourself, but it, it did feed it to you as yeah. well. In fact, it probably fed it to you a little too much, Ooh, I would think. Maybe. Um, it was very, very gentle in its tutorials, which I found lovely. It's just, it's just uh, the next evolution, I think, in Souls games, which I do love. Quite. <laughs> I do um, love that they obviously have an Activision on the publishing duties. They knew they were going to reach a much bigger audience. And yes, for me, sure. they found the balance really well. I think that was really good. I mean, people still complained about it being too hard, but then that's always going to happen. Like, get good. Get good. Yes, um, but no. I just want to. I just want to say I've never felt. I mean, because like when I was playing through Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne, mm. if I got to a point where I was crying, <laughs> trying to beat a boss, I would summon a friend. Right, I would right, not right. put myself through that. I would summon a friend. But of course, you can't do that in Sekiro. And I was playing the final boss. I'd be, I was like two hours in or so. And I was just like, it was hitting me pretty hard. But then I just got... There is got, footage of this available too. Oh, God, there is. It's on YouTube. Heck. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hitting me pretty hard. And I just thought, right, I just got this burst of like, look... I am a heckin' queen. I can do this. And I do this. And I did it. And I tell you what, that feeling is like absolute euphoria. And that is why I play these games. That's, yeah, 100%. I uh, see. I, I agree. Because this, this Sekiro compared to Dark Souls and Bloodborne and the rest, like I love them. I probably love them, but like a little bit more than Sekiro. But mm. what I didn't have to do with those games is properly learn the moves of every boss. I sort of had to do, I had to get the gist of it, obviously, to get through it. But I could call in a friend or I could sort of just, you know, just look my way through about it. Just knowing that you can do it it's yeah. completely different but with Sekiro and I had to I was on my own I had to learn every single move and doing that was so satisfying and maybe yeah. kind of want to go back to Dark Souls in sort of Bloodborne and do that with those bosses I've beat them all obviously solo but I've, I've done it with a bit of luck I've done it with a bit of dodging I've done it with a bit of not cheesing but you know I've, 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 I've um, oh, I exploited what, a few moves oh the Sekiro exploits are beautiful oh the like, demon of hatred oh, exploit beautiful. is hilarious <laughs> if, you, if you want to make a giant flaming demon just jump off a cliff and give you all the rewards you, you go do it or you watch someone else do it it's still very much hilarious. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> what was your number one? Mine was uh, Resident Evil 2, which we oh, have talked nice. a lot about, but uh, I'm a Resident Evil guy, and this is one of my favorite franchises ever, and I thought it reimagined the second game in such a great way, and I'm so excited to see what they do going forward. Everything about it just clicked, and it, it clicked uh, especially on the second second run when I, I played through as Claire B, ah. and I thought, this is just great. I love the way they remixed the um, experience. I love the way like they constantly kept me on my toes. Love the, love the sounds, love the look of it. So gory, felt so good. Shooting's zombies like mm. seven times in the head and it, they're not going down initially I was like what the hell's going on but then I came to love it because it ma really made you sort of it made every interaction dynamic and it was great I love uh, the gore tech as well like it's like a, it's up there it's like more combat versus Resident Evil just for the best gore yeah. stuff because um, it's like you unload a shotgun shell into a dude in Resident Evil 2 and their upper torso will climb out of their legs to sort of, yeah. sort of keep coming up. yeah it's lovely it's yeah, delicious it's it is I think yeah. the level of detail and like the, <laughs> from bone to sinew to muscle to skin and whatever like they modelled entire people which is obviously horrifying for the, the coding team um, but yeah actually playing Resident Evil 2 it's, it's backed up on the gameplay side every bit by the story stuff and the atmosphere and everything I would really like them to make Resident Evil 8 a lot more like the Resi 2 remake third person over first person I don't all know, day long don't, don't, know where I, don't know where I stand on this because I do love Resident Evil 7 as well and I like the perspective I keep 7 self-contained mm -hmm. to yeah. just worked better oh, but see, 7 was lovely but I think the new one how about is it as a compromise Rich because we are in charge of Resident Evil as a franchise true, yeah. we should how about how about this yeah, yeah, yeah. we should summer. keep Resident Evil 3 remake as the Resident Evil 2 style and yes. let Resident Evil 8 continue what 7 started then you can that have the best is, of both worlds what, hey? tell you what yeah. <laughs> Capcom we'll Capcom leaked leaked details we'll right now <laughs> um, but yes we can leave this on this lovely debate between third and first person let us know what you think down in the comments below of what you think about the future of Resident Evil and also what your top 5 yeah, games yeah. of the year would be and 
for now, why is it secure? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, maybe, 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 maybe. But for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast on the new What Culture Gaming Podcast channel. Woo! I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Thanks for watching. And Josh Brown. Thank you for watching. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.